Welcome to the Smart Business Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Imoff Flores, and the Smart Business Podcast is the place for entrepreneurs to get an advanced mindset and skill set to build and grow a business that can scale in a big way. SMART is an acronym that stands for a scalable, mission-driven business that's automated with revenue streams all run by a team. And so if you would like to learn more about how to build a smart business or get coaching, consulting in this area or done for you services, go ahead and start by getting our free smart business formula guide at smartbusinessformula.com. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Smart Business Show. Today, we have a very special guest. She is a teacher turned entrepreneur. She also leads a done for you course creation agency. And today's topic is going to be on the top five course creation secrets. Today, I'm privileged to bring to the show Jasmine Jante. What's going on, Jasmine? Hey, happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yes, so happy that you're here. And I'm so excited for our listeners today who are thinking about creating a course or maybe have a course, want to make it better uh, because you spend your days and times, you know, spend you, you spend time with course creators. That's what you do. Uh, people can come to you with an idea and you'll help them map out their course end to end. And uh, and that is can be an overwhelming process for some people. So uh, I believe this episode can help people navigate that. Absolutely. Well, why don't you share a little bit about how you transitioned from teacher to entrepreneur? Sure. So um, I taught in the lowest performing school in the country, which was in Detroit, Michigan at the time, and uh, loved my kids, loved teaching, like the act of imparting knowledge, right? Loved seeing their growth and their results. But as you can imagine, there's a lot of challenges that came with that um, for my health, for my emotional, mental, physical, all kinds of just me, right? Just totally, I ended up burnt out. So I left teaching to build a health coaching company at the time. And <laughs> throughout building many courses and many programs across many niches, I got to the place where I was like, why is nothing scaling, right? I was really good at the startup. I was really good at getting those first you know, initial clients in the door, but nothing that I wanted to stick with. I remember I was at a, a Brendan Burchard event and he was like, if you don't want to talk about your topic for the next three years, you're doing the wrong thing. And I just couldn't quite land on anything. So I thought, okay, I'm going to invest. I'm going to get a coach. They're going to help me scale something. And so I bought this, uh, this, you know, scale your business program. This guy was multi seven figures, right? All the click funnels awards, like just killing the game. Right. And had a lot of like ethical background in what he was doing. He was really involved in charity, which super aligns with me, but I got into the training and it was total crap. Like I could not figure out where to start. I could not figure out how to get the results from the training program. It was so clear that he had just like gone on a walk and audio recorded himself. And then someone dubbed slides over top. There was no instructional design to it. And I just thought, wow, I deserve better than this. My peers deserve better than this. And uh, I thought, you know what? I can do something about this because I know how to teach. And um, I didn't realize it at the time, but the fact that I had never had a refund was a big deal. The fact that I had like really insane repurchase rates, like 80% of people who worked with me bought again, like those, I didn't think that was unique. And then I came to understand that's because 
of the teaching background and being able to get people's results. Um, and I realized that's the part I like the best anyway, is building programs. And thus, here I am scaling that yeah. agency. That's really cool. I love it. I love it. All right. Awesome. Well, you know, one of the things that, um, you know, you have a kind of, you have a kind of like a five step or not five step, but more like five secrets that people need to know, or, you know, five main ideas that, that they can, that can help them improve their course. And one of them is being able to focus on the signature method versus, versus focusing on the offer. Can you shine some light a little, like a little bit on that? Yeah. So, uh, you know, instead of any offer, anything that we're offering people, many, many times people think the course is the offer or, um, you know, the, the different components of the, of the offer is what they're selling. And that's just not true, right? What there's many parts to an offer. The first part is your promise. So what you're promising people, what's the result that they're going to get. Um, through doing this program, whether it's a do-it-yourself course or a done-with-you group coaching program, doesn't matter. But the thing that's most unique about that offer is your method to getting them to that promise. Because like you and I, we could both create the same promise, right? Say we're both health coaches and we can both help people finally lose the last 10 pounds. But the reason someone chooses to work with me versus the reason someone chooses to work with you is because they align with something about us. And usually that thing is the method right? It's your unique way to get that person to that result. And so, so often people forget that they forget that that's the domino that when they believe your unique method is the only way for them to get that result, like sales happen, like that's just, then it's, they can't get it anywhere else. Right. Exactly. And that's what I think a lot of, uh, you know, course creators are making the mistake of is they are, you know, they're not creating curriculum of transformation. A lot of times course creators can create, um, uh, they can commoditize their, their, their niche. So it's like, well, why do I want to buy from you when I could buy the same thing from someone else, maybe for less. And that's an indicator that you haven't created your own transformational system yet with your own IP that can only be found with you. And that's what makes you unique, stand out, and also makes your, your course more um, uh, valuable, even price-wise as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, I love that. Now, one of the big mistakes, uh, I know we've had a conversation about this, is putting on the marketing hat versus the teacher hat. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So when we're building our programs, there's some pieces of the program that you need to build with what I call your copywriter hat on. You need to build build these words with the intention to sell, to get people excited, to get people to say yes, to get people to believe that this is the right thing for them. An example of that would be um, your module titles. So if, you, if you're anything like me, then if you're looking at a new program, right, you scroll down that sales page to the part where it says, here's our method, here's our process, And then you scroll a little more and you get to the part that says module one, you're going to learn this. Now, if I see one more, if if you're listening to this, you need to promise me that you are never going to name your module mindset or sales because who wants to do a module called mindset? Like that's not sexy. That's not fun. 
So when we're thinking about naming those module titles, we really want to give them that copywriter flair so that someone scrolling that landing page says, I have to buy it just for module three. Did you see module three? That's exactly what I need. That's the copywriter hat. So there's just, there's, you know, a handful of things, especially anything that lands on the sales page, you want to write that with a copywriter hat on. Now there's other parts that you want to write with a teacher hat on because now they've transitioned. Yes, they bought your thing. Um, but now you want to actually get them the results. And in order to get them the results, you have to turn the marketer off and you have to turn the teacher on. And that's thinking about what's the result that they're going to get? What are the resources they need to get to this outcome really quickly and easily? Um, how can I care for them? Think about like, you know, those teachers when you were in elementary school and they just cared so much and you just felt like nurtured and loved by them. You kind of have to turn that on when it comes to the actual content inside of the program. Yes. Uh, I love it. I love it. I love it. This is something that is so key and that's being able to, to, yeah, to learn how to create like topical content that people go, oh my gosh, that is exactly what I need to learn. You know, like I had, um, I remember when I was first getting started as a coach and I had a client who had one of her modules titled emotions. And I was like, no, like, <laughs> So what we did is we changed the model title to um, how to master your emotions. Yes. Yes. And so it changed the entire like feel vibe of the curriculum when we did that with every topic, because she was just using like one word for every lesson and it just enhances the value. So great. And it also carries over onto the sales page when you're showing what is included in the course you have a bunch of how-tos that people want to know that really solve a pain point. The more of those that you can have carry people over the edge and go, I need this program. So I absolutely agree with that. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Now there's a big mistake that people make when they're creating their courses or programs. And one of those mistakes is they over pump content and they don't focus on the transformation. What is your perspective on content versus like transformation and how much is too much and you know, what's not enough? I think kind of like when you're creating uh, any, kind, any kind of product, I think actually like physical product, and you say, I want to get to the minimum viable product, even digital products, right? Minimum viable product. I think about that. So what's, what's the smallest amount of content you can give them to get them the result? Usually course creators think of it in the opposite. They think, what can I teach? That's the wrong question to ask. You want to be asking what can I give them that will get them to the result quickly? What's the smallest amount that I can give them that will get them to the result quickly? So micro, right? You want to think micro instead of macro. A lot of people use this um, way to build a course where they think, okay, I'm going to put all my ideas on sticky notes. And I know this because I've seen many whiteboards with many sticky notes and they just think, oh, I can teach this. I can teach that. I can teach that. Cause you know, so much with this like beacon of knowledge, but the truth is they don't need all that. They probably just need, you know, a third of those sticky notes in the right order. Right. So rather than thinking about what can I teach, we need to think about what's the result my clients are trying to get, what's the transformation yeah. they're trying to get, and then how can I lead them down that path in the quickest way possible? Yes, absolutely. You know, and one of those things too is being able to create, I call it, it's like a straight line method, right? Yeah. It's like being able to put content, like they do steps one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and then they get the result, you know? 
Um, there's also a categorical curriculum where it's like, you know, if you're teaching like Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, then you have like the three things that you need to know about Facebook, three things that you need to know about YouTube, three things that you need to know about Instagram. Mm-hmm. So it's like the most essentials cut out the fat because people don't have time to sit through tons of content that is not going to be relevant to getting them the result. Um, So I absolutely, I agree with that. Now, one of the things that I think make the content transformational um, is internal reflections. And this is something that, you know, I like to do with it when I'm, and, and I'm teaching is, you know, it's like, take a moment, you know, uh, after viewing this lesson, what is the, you know, what is the breakthrough that spoke to you that you can implement? you know? And so people have those experiences and then it creates an environment for growth, you know, and that's where the transformation takes place. So I think being able to take time in your curriculum to pause and say, okay, let's take a moment and either maybe let's do the work, like take the moment and, and I have a worksheet to the right, go through that worksheet and then continue the rest of this video. Mm-hmm. So it's not, they're not walking away with a checklist of things to do, but they're walking away with things that are already done. So I think those are some little pivots that help make the curriculum, you know, strong as well. Absolutely. So you have a really cool idea around socializing the learning. Can you talk a little bit about that? I know that kind of transitions into that a little bit. Yeah, like thinking about internal reflection right? That's, it's like one way that journaling, uh, writing our responses down, even recording our responses on audio, some students choose to do that. Um, they're all amazing ways to dig deeper into the content, but when we really learn something is when we talk about it, right? We're social, social creatures. And so this is something I'm really passionate about, like seeing our course creator community move toward is creating opportunities for our students to socialize the learning without us present. Mm. Because so often course creators are like, it's me. I'm the one you're all here because I have the knowledge that you want. And while that's true, we also see such greater results when our community has a chance to engage with the learning in a meaningful way where they're not like worried about the fact that, you know, the teacher can hear them on the Zoom call. So let's think about some ways to do that. I think group coaching offers probably the easiest entry into socializing the learning because on Zoom, you can do breakout sessions that allow them to go and take a little nugget and share, okay, what was your takeaway? What did you learn from this? Um, What's your action step moving forward? Giving them a chance to really like settle into what they just learned. I think that's a great way to do it. Um, Also, you can create opportunities for people inside of communities that aren't on live Zoom to connect as well. You can pair up people for coffee chats. You can have, say, like, opt in on this form for a coffee chat once a month. And then you pair them up and they go and they connect and you can give them an agenda to do it, right? Like, so that's a way to get them to connect in one-on-one. Breakouts are ways to get them to connect in groups. Facebook groups are also a way to do this, but it's just different when it's, or, you know, any kind of online digital community, but it's just different when it's talking versus, you know, typing a comment on a Facebook page. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, That's good. I love this. Okay, great. So you help people map out their curriculums and you help them film their curriculums or I don't say film, but package them, put them together. 
um, end to end. Um, and so uh, one of the things I'm going to do is put your Instagram in the uh, description of this episode. And for anyone listening to this who wants help, guidance, assistance in your curriculum, uh, you need to reach out to Jasmine because she's going to walk you through and sit there and give you that you know, connection and attention that you need to, to go through the mindset, you know, the curriculum, what's going to get your clients results, help you put on your marketing hat versus your teacher hat. So, um, so we're going to put that in the description, Jasmine, do you have any last minute, um, you know, advice for the listeners today? I think when it comes to building a sustainable thought leader business, Raving fans are what you need. And you only get raving fans when you over deliver in the client experience. And I think we often forget that because we're so focused on chasing that new client. And we're so focused on finding out how to increase our rates that we don't realize there's this third way to grow our business, which is repurchases and referrals. And when you have incredible content, that will happen naturally. Yes, so So good. Remember that like, this is not just about making a really great course that you feel confident in. It's also about investing in the long-term sustainability with this. So good. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I love this. Well, everybody, Jasmine, Jonte, you know, thank you so much again for being with us. And to those of you who are listening, make sure that you uh, go check her out. We'll put her in the bio subscribe to this episode share this episode leave us a six star review i think there's only five stars but leave us an extra star and we'll see you in the next episode all right thank you